Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, Jesse, go. Get ready for action. <laughs> oh boy, don't promise something we can't deliver. I'm delivering action. There's going to be action this week? Yeah, I brought, um, I guess a monster truck. Oh, cool. Is it Bigfoot or one of the others? <laughs> it's one of who's the others. The most, who's the most famous monster truck after Bigfoot? After Bigfoot? I no. think our guest knows. Grave Digger. Oh, Grave Digger. Grave Digger. Yeah. Our guest, by the way, a beloved regular guest here on Jordan Jesse Go, stand up comedian and host of a television sh- show alongside April Richardson on True TV that I've forgotten the name of. We all have, as has True TV. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. It's okay. No, you can, I... Maybe people can still buy them on iTunes or something. Yeah, yeah. Get right on iTunes. I haven't even checked, but I'm sure it's there somewhere. <laughs> Well, anyway, almost so, genius. It Chris Fairbanks. Almost, yeah, oh, sorry. Can I say Chris Fairbanks. We, gotta, we should say Chris Fairbanks. Okay, we'll so, say it's Chris Fairbanks. Yeah, it's our friend Chris Fairbanks. I will confirm it. Chris so Fairbanks, our, fa- our favorite guy, adult crime solver. Do you care <laughs> so, if I pilfer your? No, I like it. Adult crime solver. It's fun. It makes it seem like there's so has synergy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the the lineup of monster truck fame goes: Bigfoot, mm-hmm, number one; Grave Digger, Grave Digger, close second. I'm inclined to say Truckosaurus, but is Truckosaurus a monster truck? He's a monster who eats trucks and is maybe made primarily out of trucks. Let me ask you this question about Truckosaurus. Please. Is Truckosaurus real or a figment of our collective childhood imagination? I think Truckosaurus. Oh, like the Simbad Genie movie? Yeah, exactly. I think Truckosaurus <laughs> remains were planted by Christians to test our faith. It <laughs> 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 never existed. <laughs> um, Chris Fairbanks, you grew up in Montana, Missoula, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Was w- Would you ever go to a tr- monster truck rally? Yes. <laughs> and were you as disappointed by it as I was the time that I went to a monster truck rally? Well, I've, I've grown to appreciate him more, much like amateur boxing, where everyone's drunk. It's a smaller, you can tell that the trucks aren't quite, uh, they, the, the top three aren't there. Yeah. Uh, maybe, tr- I think Truckosaurus would come. Mm-hmm. To eat and devour the local trucks. <laughs> like, I'm still the king of truck consumption. But uh, no, they'll just be and like... And then you see him hitchhiking later on the road going to the next town yeah, yeah, to like, eat their trucks. Like David Banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went with my dad and my brother, who's much younger than me, and was like young enough almost to be into it. But we were all a little too old. Like maybe I was like 24 and my brother was 16 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that I remember the most is how little monster truck there is in the monster truck rally. Right, right. Like maybe we were there two and a half hours. So what is most of the show composed of? Judgmental people watching. (laughs) (laughs) that's really for me yeah Yeah, you just stare at mullets and go wow that guy seems too young to have a wooden leg (laughs) (laughs) my parents did okay they have new types of legs now for one thing yeah um yeah i think you get like uh two hours in a 
Does that guy have a frog on his head? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's motocross, but it's not the kind where they do tricks. You want it to be the one where they do cr- tricks, mm-hmm. but what it is is the one where they just drive in a fucking circle on motorcycles for hours, yeah. hours and hours and hours. And it's the same. There's races. It's not just one race. Well, a, for the most part, it's white people. There. <laughs> one race in the stands. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, the circular dirt racing. Yeah, you always get looped into that. And that is all that it so is. So to speak. Three hours you're there, two hours and 40 minutes of just motorcycles driving around in an oval. And then the monster truck came out. And when I was there, the monster truck came out, drove over maybe one car, mm-hmm. and then accidentally turned over on its top, and that was the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, now, maybe you saw it malfunctioning. Do you think it would have gone on longer if the thing hadn't turned over? No. Okay. You think that was that was the grand finale? Yeah, I think that's all they had. I think okay. that they couldn't afford to squish more than one car, so they're like, oh, sorry, guys. Uh, I guess it fell over. Yeah, it's the equivalent of uh, modern-day monster trucking is like if— you know, if, if in wrestling they just got knocked unconscious immediately, now you watch monster trucks and their recovery as far as launching straight in the air like a rocket and landing. Wheels don't fall off anymore. Yeah. They're better constructed. <laughs> yeah. They bounce around for an entire show. Yeah. And you're not necessarily just watching them literally crash and burn. But, you know, before they had heart. Yeah, they had a little more heart. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in like back in Giuliani's New York, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the monster trucks were seedier. You could smoke in them. <laughs> Is that who ruined New York, Giuliani, or did he make it it's good before Giuliani's before Giuliani? New York. Yeah, yeah, like at a Dinkins. Yeah, there, like okay, Koch. yeah, before Koch. Giuliani, Koch, you could smoke in your monster trucks. There was yeah. porno theaters in your monster trucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone, they were. Oh God, that's the best. I'm <laughs> not too familiar with this point of view, <laughs> people. Knew that you were supposed to fold your monster truck before you ate it. Sure, that's why they're better. It's the water. The Brooklyn water system makes their monster trucks better. I defy you to find an authentic monster truck show outside of the city <laughs> of New York. You know what they have in Chicago? Casseroles. Monster truck casseroles. Sure. Uh, by the way, I just want to point out, I'm just d- doing like generic plumber accent. Yeah. That is not a New York accent specifically. Yeah, we really, we went, accent wise, we went to the opposite of what a monster truck fan is. My, <laughs> yeah. my yeah. accent was hard hat man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I only do New York guys and Southern guys. I really should have done plan plan B. Accent plan B. <laughs> right. What are the what are the other traveling shows that a young Chris Fairbanks goes to see out there in Missoula? Oh, good question. Yeah. Well, it's um what the, who came to town? Boy, monster trucks are the first thing you think of along with the Western Montana Fair. I um, I I remember the great disappointment of my childhood was not going to see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rock and roll show. Holy shit, they had a band. They had a band. Wow. One of them played the guitar. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, and I think that's all I remember about well, it. Well, it helps him get up and move. Right, exactly. You don't, you don't want to pin you don't Donatello be... behind a sure. keyboard stand. Yeah, like he's some sort of fucking John Tesh or something. He's not Leonardo. Yeah. 
the <laughs> squ- the straight laced leader of the group. Oh, yeah. and I do remember Don't from get the me started on the intricacies of their personalities. These turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on forever. Such a variety. You know that Michelangelo's a party dude, though, right? <laughs> oh, hey, man. totally, man. He loves lasagna. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> okay. Thank God it's Friday. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Homer Ugh. causes pimples. Ugh. <laughs> I think we've I think we've talked a little bit about this on the show before, but just those little snippets of commercials that you remember. Yeah. Like from a kid, uh, as a kid, I think my quintessential one that I still have not figured out yet is da-da-da-da-da-da, guac and jack cheese. <laughs> That's too something. It's a fast food item. Oh. Da-da-da-da-da-da, guac and jack cheese. Wow. But here's the little bit I remember from the commercial for the Ninja Turtles traveling mm-hmm. rock show is, we're coming out of our shells. Oh, that would be horrifying. Yeah, yeah no sounds, one wants that. To. Sounds disgusting. You mean we're dying? coming out of our shells, just like walking Jack Cheese? Oh shit, they were the same. No. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it was the Taco Bell tur- turtle <laughs> shell, open bowl what you, turtle meat what casserole. Is this a live stage show or a menu item? <laughs> it's a reason men yell in a basement with money in their hands. <laughs> what if you went to that rocket. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, you imagine break open the turtle. Ass to ass. <laughs> Add the guacamole. <laughs> Stick your dick in it. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a fun show that doesn't that's exist. That's probably like what Dick Cheney did in college, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the basement of Yale. It's the basement of a yacht. <laughs> they kill a they kill a turtle. <laughs> I know it's show with guacamole. And so the richest one there gets to stick their dick in it. Oh. Anyway, uh, I don't know. What do were we guys, talking about? Do you guys still talk about stuff like that on the show, or did I muck it up? No, no absolutely. Yeah. Dicks, I mean, dicks, we usually dicks. try and elevate the discourse. Sure, like sure. you stick your dick in it, and then you stick it on top of the bust of Wordsworth. Mm-hmm. It's in but, the crypt. You know, we're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to critique, critique you too hard. I imagine the coming out of our shells song is being like what I'm picturing is just a major rock star at the low who was at the low ebb of their career in 1990, mm-hmm. like maybe Bob Seger. Okay, but he's just wearing one of those turtle shells <laughs> and he's just singing the goddamn songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least he can finally play a goddamn arena again. Yeah, yeah. Makes him makes him feel like makes, he, when he closes his eyes, he can imagine that he's not singing "Coming Out of Our Shells." Yeah, yeah. Where, he's singing night moves. Where did they? <laughs> where did the Turtle Tour play? Was that an arena tour? I think. God, that's a good question. Yeah, I think so. I think it would have been like eh, where you would go. I bet it was like at a hockey area. Yeah, you know, Probably a hockey one of those area. Hockey sure, sure. Yeah. Like a frozen pond. Yeah, like a frozen <laughs> a frozen pond. We went out into the woods. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, I think so. Something like that. Or where you would see like a, maybe like a college basketball game or something. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going with. I'm going with probably like at the UC Irvine basketball area. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry, anteaters. Turtles have the floor. (laughs) Yeah, right? Your mortal (laughs) enemy. That's the mascot of the UCIs. Yeah. The Anteaters. Jordan, oh, yeah. did you get to go to see any grand shows when you were a kid? Oh, let's see. We went to see Yo-Yo Ma. Really? I think I was bored at the time, but, <laughs> you know, wished I had appreciated it more. You probably would be bored now. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you'd appreciate it more, but you would be bored. Uh, we did go to see a lot of classical music that I remember being bored at. Do your parent, did, did your parents like classical music, or was it a matter uh, of teaching you to like... I think it was, I think it was half and half. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think they enjoyed it, but also read a book that said it would make me good at math. Yeah. Was it like at, on and a... boy, were they right. Was it an, <laughs> like on a lawn with, with a picnic type situation? Uh, I think it was, I remember it being indoors. Okay. Yeah. And, and my pants being itchy. These are the two memories I have. <laughs> <laughs> it was indoors and my pants were too itchy. To be fair, that could just be like uh, one of those recovered memories or those false memories <laughs> because your pants are too itchy yeah. right now. Good at math, bad at washing your junk. <laughs> it's true. These are the two, <laughs> my two main qualities. As a kid. No. Yeah. The two things that cellists are famous for. <laughs> Shifty britches. Yeah. Did you ever go to the circus? Let's, God, did we... Oh, yeah, that was what came to Missoula. Barnum and Bailey's. Circus, the big top, yeah, the big the, that's the big one, and ski jumping. I remember, oh, okay. Jumping. I went to it the year that they were that they had a real live unicorn. Okay, just a goat, <laughs> right? Just with a one goat ho- with one horn, horn sawed <laughs> off. It's obviously a goat. It's bleeding from the head too, so that you no know one... that they recently removed the horn. No <laughs> one is looking at the unicorn thinking, if they did it, they found a unicorn. <laughs> that was amazing. I, mean, I was six years old. I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure that's a goat. <laughs> I bet if with a young enough kid, you can just tell him it's anything. Like, you can say that's the president. Really? Like, oh, I met the president. <laughs> yeah. It's a one-horned goat. I guess I'm secretary of commerce now. Yeah. <laughs> Although I prefer a one-horned goat to this clown we got in office hey, now. Am I right? I'm about, am about, I right? It's about time we dove in there. Thank Let's you. Let's list the farm animals we'd real, rather he be. real <laughs> clown car in Washington Shoot, to keep getting boy. out. Yeah, it's Steve Bannon and friends. They need to replace "Hail to the Chief" with da 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 The president's dancing. He loves the song. It's true. It's his theme song. Why wouldn't he? It's yeah, because the whole thing is a circus. Oh boy, this has been a really, really cutting. Deep, like deep, deeply satirical episode of the Can show. Can I say something? Mm-hmm. Can I say something mm-hmm. right here? Yes. Chris, yep. Jordan, mm-hmm. the three of us, mm-hmm. as long as we stick together, watch out, Borowitz Report. Yeah, we're coming for you. The satire boys are coming. Guacajack cheese. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Griffin McElroy. And this is our serious promo. No horsing around, you two. If you like just three gentlemen being adults about topics and giving advice for them to them, My Brother, My Brother, Me is the podcast for you serious-minded adults. No monkey shines, no fall to roll. Hey, let me ask you a question. How sophisticated is your palate? <laughs> you like Merlot? <laughs> our show is basically like the Merlot and dark chocolate of podcasts. Gotta be grown up to like them. Our podcast is Toilet Line. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to the Toilet Line of Podcasts every Monday right here at MaximumFun.org. La, 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 la. 
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chris Fairbanks, adult crime solver. Hey, guess what, Jordan? This week's show brought to you in part by our friends at Mac Weldon. Hey, you know, you know what we've been doing the past couple weeks or the past couple times we've had to read ads? What have we been we've doing? We've been coming up, coming with, up our with our own slogans. Right. Uh, you know, really really socking it to these high-powered ad men. Right. I'm so high, sick highly of these paid fat Madison Avenue. BMW driving. Yeah. Think hey, they're too big hey, for small-town America. I could have told you that Pepsi ad was a bad idea, right? right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, boy. Da, 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 da. Anyway. That, yeah. <laughs> But I think I got an ad. I got a I got a good slogan for our friends at Mack Weldon. Okay, so just for context, Mack Weldon make real nice underpants, okay? Yes, and socks and other clothes. Yeah, so I, I want you to think about that before you come up with the slogan. Okay. Focus on, like, the positive mm-hmm. attributes of Mack Weldon. Smart design. Premium fabric, simple shipping. Exactly. Going to MacWeldon.com and getting 20% off using code JJCO. Okay. The basics. The basics. I legitimately enjoy this particular product. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it, too. Because I, I can say it, too, with all sincerity. I'm I'm wearing my M-dubs right now. Oh, boy. I'm Do you think jealous. they ever thought about rebranding to M-dubs like my, when Federal Express became FedEx? Man, they should have. My M-dubs are in the wash, and I am fucking bummed. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta wear your Junko pants. Yeah. Mack Weldon. Uh, great underwear, socks, shirts. They look good and perform well. MacWeldon.com, 20% off with the code JJGO. Hey, look, up there on the Jumbotron, we got a couple of messages. Yeah, it's it's an announcement about a new podcast, or a podcast anyway, called Podcast Meander. Last year, a traumatized musician named Dan Leone set his life on fire, quit his job, gathered his savings, started driving west, fleeing from something. Podcast Meander is his audio travelogue documenting his mad wanderings across the United States, the people he meets along the way, and the slow reveal of what he's truly running away from. It features all original music and a unique blend of real interviews, fictional sequences, and outright lies. Check out season one of Podcast Meander, now available available at podcastmeander.com or iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Another Jordan Jesse Go listener who went to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron and wanted us to share their message. Folks from Third Act Saviors. It's a podcast as well. Did you know that you can fix a movie by changing just the third act? You can fix the world by giving the Queen of England some queen dreams. Did you know you can fix your life by subscribing to the hot new podcast, Third Act Saviors? Listen as three friendly co-hosts and the occasional guest fix a bad movie or die trying. We're younger, dumber, and full of cummer than those other bad movie podcast guys. That's Third Act Saviors, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search for Third Third Act Saviors. I'm going to be honest. They might be young and dumb. Yeah. I don't think they could possibly have as much cum as our friends from the Flophouse. That's true. Those are are three cummy fellas. Stuart Wellington's balls are swollen with cum right now. It's true. It's absolutely true. Have you ever seen Dan McCoy from the Flophouse ejaculate? Oh yes, I'm. I'm still watching it. I they're started thinking, watching. I started watching two weeks ago. Yeah, they're thinking about issuing it to riot police. <laughs> oh boy, 
for crowd control. Sure. Inner city kids dance around it in the streets when yeah. it comes. It hey, maybe would have uh, maybe we would have been uh, maybe if Dan McCoy spraying cum all everybody would have improved that Pepsi commercial. out of Interestingly, Elliot Galen about average. Oh yeah, pretty normal amount of cum. Cumulatively or cumulatively. Thank you. I was going to correct you. It's an extraordinary volume of. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Co. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chris Fairbanks, adult crime causer. What? Yeah, oh, no. changed Whoa. it. Yeah, my character changed. Oh, boy. shit. People thought I was. Uh, you know, remember that show, uh, Reno 911? I don't think about this that much, but I went in there with a character that was a. You went into audition. Based on yeah, as a as a perp. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think of you as a stand-up comic. You also do a lot of character work. I do a lot of character work for charity. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I went in with this. It was a this character was based on a guy in my hometown who would he was he had a sticker on the side of his truck with a CB radio and everything, and he was a citizen on patrol guy that took it really seriously and showed up before the cops because he had. More police scanners in his truck. He was passionate, but he's a little unbalanced because he then pulled a gun on someone at some restaurant, and then the police said, okay, you can't pretend to be a cop anymore. We're sorry, uh, but you can show up in a regular car. Anyway, I, I went in with a character based on him where he would show up and then uh, have it all solved, and the cops weren't on to it. And then through improv, we it uh, during the audition, you would improvise with them. And then it turned into I was the reason I was there and the crime was solved is because I was committing the crime. So I'd gone from crime solver to crime causer. Ah, what a reminded journey. Me when so this I is sort of like journey. this whole thing is sort of like a callback to that failed audition. Yeah, right. And then they I watched and Pee Wee Herman did that character. They had Paul Rubens do exactly <laughs> what I went in and pitched. Oh, yeah. But those guys are great. Those Reno guys. <laughs> Great guys. They're really City nice. Uh, Chris, oh, yeah. you They're were just yeah, they stole from me. You were telling Stand you were telling now. you were telling us off mic that you've been you've been watching some YouTube surgeries. Yeah, I did what I am getting what's called a, and it sounds kinda of fancy in English. It's the Birmingham hip resurfacing. Oh boy. Yeah. Procedure. That's yeah. Because, now how is that different than the Yorkshire? Uh, hip? They, Birmingham was the Dewclaw. The Dewclaw. Gotcha. The Dew Claw. Oh. Ah, I see. I went Yorkshire. I went Terrier on you. Probably <laughs> yeah. interrupted. I um, <laughs> the uh, a normal hip full replacement is them sawing your femur off uh, almost halfway down and then hammering uh, titanium into the where the marrow was. That sounds terrible, right? Yeah. This mm-hmm. is I keep my original equipment. But they put like a helmet, a shiny helmet, like a Ralph S. Mouse-sized helmet mm-hmm. on my femur ball and then metal in the cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it seems like, wow, you just pop it out for a second, put a helmet on there, pop it back in. But uh, in the surgery, which I watched, which I really – I don't know why I watched it. It's so violent, uh-huh. so bloody. There's so much pounding. There's big, strong guys that come and bend the leg up to pop it out. Mm-hmm. It's like – it's horrifying. I don't, it's not like I'm going to be awake – and chiming in. Yeah, I don't know what, why. What, I want... Yeah, what led you someone, to... Someone said, some bartender said, I got that surgery done, and all I've heard is, it works great, you're going to be great. And uh, this guy said, here, watch it. 
on this on my phone right now, and oh I sat gosh. at the bar. Was and it I his? Was it? Did he no, have was, his own film? Did he? It was do a snowboarder. It right there. <laughs> he did it for me. Doctors came in in a clown car. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I just it gave me nightmares, but I am still looking forward to it. In one month, I will have my leg removed. And then popped back on. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank but you. What were you? What will you? What? Are, what will you do once your once your once your hip is healed up? What's, mm. a, what's the first thing you're gonna do? Run to the top of a hillside, singing songs from Sound of Music. Of I don't. Course, I will. Of course. I will. Edelweiss, Edelweiss. <laughs> We're coming out of our shell. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I Guac that, and cheese. <laughs> is this dumb yet? Anyway, I, I do. I miss being active. I'm like not as active. I used to. Yeah, you were. You, I mean, I know you as. A, I think of you as a sporty guy. I, and I haven't been the last couple of years. I've mm-hmm. been more of a laydown guy. <laughs> so I'm excited to be sporty again because I've been promised the ability to be sporty again. What are the top sports that you're going to pursue? Top five. Snowboarding. Number five. Snowboarding, skateboarding, golf. Uh, n- other? Question mark? <laughs> you're a golfer, Chris? I've always enjoyed golfing. That's interesting. Now, I knew you were a skateboarder. And a snowboarder. I knew you enjoyed those board sports. I got into golf when I was like 14 or 15, but then it's expensive to do. Yeah. Well, don't. So you have I've, your own clubs? I do. My, I got my dad's old clubs. They're real nice. That's nice. they're new to a guy like me. Mm-hmm. Fancy light So what do you gloves. do? Do you head, you head down or you pick up a casual foursome? Uh, I, yeah, my dad. I usually wait until I go home uh, to golf with my dad, but he's got his group of... Uh, just cool guys. Yeah, yeah. From around know. the Missoula area. Yeah, an ex-sheriff. You got a cement guy. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. A yeah. guy who listens to police scanners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A guy that actually golfs with a long gun. Mm-hmm. What are you, about a scratch golfer? No. I'm, it's so, what are you about scratch? Golf is the most frustratingly hard uh, sport. I, I've done it so long, I feel like I was better at it when I was a kid and I swung like I was hitting a baseball, like my natural Swing, then you go to lessons and you learn how you're supposed to swing, and that's when you start making mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the secret to swinging, I found, is first of all, you got to find somebody who's there by themselves and you have your wife talk to them first. Mm-hmm. Have your wife buy them a drink and then invite them back to the hot tub. Oh, I that's I what think, I've been I doing. Think, wrong. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think your golf game will improve, but you will have more three ways. <laughs> I can't. You mean fairways? That's, I do mean that. Do you go to a. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever. Who is that guy? You go do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you go to like a country club? Um, I mean, in, have you golfed in Los Angeles? Oh, certainly, yeah. No, I go to municipal. I used to live across from uh, in Venice, the Penmar Golf uh, Municipal Course. It's just a town course. Does that belong yeah. to the city of Venice? It's where Harrison Ford had his first uh, publicized <laughs> oh, airplane yeah. crash. Oh, it was, wow. uh, he landed across the, the street. The first of from many my... delightful Harrison yeah. Ford airplane yeah. crashes. Yeah, I think it's just when he's in an airplane, he, <laughs> he yeah. just. Do you, how many Starts times? thinking about snakes. I hate them. <laughs> Thinks he's a snake in the cockpit. <laughs> yeah. How many times do you guys he think would... Harrison Ford is hotboxed an airplane? <laughs> Boy, I mean, he's I got don't... the money. Yeah, I think 
I mean, yeah, I think I think it's his, you know, his um, what do you call that place where the airplane lands? Landing strip, uh, landing airport? strip, fairway. I bet he's got a he's got again he's got a fairway boy uh-huh. whose job it is to, when you know when he knows Harrison's coming, mm-hmm. coming to do some flying. He shines the plane, you know, make sure there's mm-hmm. some make there's sure there's some like ice and refreshments. <laughs> you roll four fat dubs, right? You lay them out over the control console, just yep. like that. Good <laughs> foley, Chris. By the way, Chris used uh, yep. our old discarded. <laughs> Uh, messaging paper to uh, simulate the sound what of J's is being a, rolled. This a 1940s narrative. It show. should be. This should be. Then, yeah, d- d- presented by Dupont. Then the thunderstruck. Yes, <laughs> Chris. Then the thunderstruck. Oh, Chris, sorry. Just use the paper for everything. <laughs> oh, the... <laughs> I, I did the sound of, of of a piece of corrugated metal, but I, it was so accurate that it just sounded like metal. And then yeah. someone <laughs> ran into the side of my shed. Go <laughs> <laughs> damn shed! <laughs> no, I don't. I I can say that. Oh, I just sorry. need the sound of the oh, shed. Right. Ah. There you go. Oh, twice. <laughs> I can't stop doing the so guy's think voice. Harrison's fairway boy. You mm-hmm. would think that the shed would be made out of corrugated metal. No, it was no. made out of guys. It's one of those. It was made out of two guys. <laughs> the old so he's two got guy a fairway. Shed. He's got a fairway. He's got a fairway boy. Mm-hmm. Shines the plane. Yeah. Make sure there's refreshments. Mm-hmm. Rolls four fat J's. Yeah. You line them up over the console. Yeah. And then you buff a shiny new earring. Right, you lay it on top of there. Mm-hmm. So when Harrison gets in the plane, puts in that fucking earring. Yeah, looks amazing. Sure, smokes those J's. Right up into the sky. Mm-hmm. Right down <laughs> onto that onto golf, a course. golf course. Why did I put this picture of my family over this important gauge? <laughs> the, I, you know what? I talked to somebody who flew in Harrison Ford's plane once. Ooh, uh, he. Was for some reason talking to Harrison Ford's first wife, mm-hmm. the pre Callista Flockhart wife. Sure. And uh, for like a magazine article or something, he's a journalist. Mm-hmm. And he said that she was like, Oh, uh, are you going to New York this week? Because he had said something about going to New York. And he was like, Yeah, I am. And she's like, Well, Harrison's going. You should just catch a ride with him. And uh, he was like, well, That's not real. It's not mm-hmm. a that doesn't this is just a the rantings of a mad woman. And then he just got a call from Harrison Ford. Hey, do you wanna come I heard you need a ride to New York. You wanna get him right on my plane? Uh, I'm leaving uh, Thursday at eight. He just showed up Thursday at eight. Harrison Ford tucked his ass in. I wanna wow. know I wanna know is Harrison Ford on record? With being pro marijuana, or yeah. does he just have that I'm stoned dude all the time? Well, have and, you heard the classic story about Greg Kinnear and he on that movie, that remake of Sabrina? No, uh, and Greg Kinnear was he had just at that point, I think, just been the talk soup host, right? But uh, Harrison Ford was smoking weed in his trailer, and Greg Kinnear lost his mind. I guess he's kind of a lunatic, and he was like, He's smoking illegal marijuana drugs on set. He complained about Harrison Ford. And they hated each other during that whole movie. That Holy story shit. comes from Karen Kilgariff. So if you think it's... Blame it on the Kilg. Yeah. yeah. Blame it on that Kilg. If you think it's fake, don't get it, Karen, on Twitter. Get at Papa John. Yeah. At I am Papa John, I believe it is. We're directing people who want to complain about the show to Papa John. Yeah. Oh. Jordan, you know the... the pizza guy? You know Harrison yeah, Ford's yeah. Dubroller plane yeah. shiner? Uh-huh. That is a job. Mm-hmm. Like my yeah, wife... Yeah, the Fairway Boy, I know. 
My wife. It's all gauze pads and ball bearings these days, sure. boys. <laughs> my, like, the greatest regret of my life is my wife has these beautiful cousins. My wife is also very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want to make that very clear. Your regret she... is not fucking your wife's cousin? <laughs> Sorry. I don't. I jump ahead. She jump has ahead. this whole group of extremely mm-hmm. attractive cousins. Mm-hmm. And all of these cousins grew up in Marin County, where my wife grew up. And none of them are uh, – my wife comes from a very normal middle-class family, but all of her cousins, because they were both beautiful and just in a place where rich people live, got these adjacent-to-richness jobs that were extraordinary. So one of them was a receptionist. I remember this was like right out of college, uh, maybe even in college. Like, yeah, since she was like 18 – a receptionist at a wealth management firm mm-hmm. in Marin County. And she, her job was to sit at the desk. She said there was about a call an hour and one person a day would come in. And she was getting paid, I want to say it was $25 an hour, hmm. plus an extra 8 bucks an hour from one of the guys who worked there to screen his calls. Wow. And she finished. She went. She was going away to grad school or something. I don't remember. And she recommended me for this job. And I walked in there. I'm talking to the people. I'm talking about how excited I am because this is a dream job yeah. for a 20. This is a, the greatest job you could ever have depending, that is not a career. <clears throat> depending on the height of the desk, you could crank it at work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we really want to do as yeah. grown-ups, right? That's what we want to do. Back before Giuliani <laughs> ruined everything, you could crank it at work. And I realized Wake. five Wake. minutes into that interview, like, I'm like, this is easy. This is just a job where she is passing it off to mm. me. Like, I thought, I'm made in the shade. Yeah. I could just see these people thinking, this is not a beautiful 22-year-old yeah. woman. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. And one of her sisters had a job that paid like, $75,000 a year that was just being in charge of a boat. Oh, so for God's sake. The, a rich man had a boat, and then her job was if he decided he wanted to ride the boat, it was her job to make sure there was, like, snacks on board and that had been, like, cleaned up or whatever and that all the crew people came. But he rode the boat once a month. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the time, she could just hang out on the boat or do whatever as long as she was ready with the snacks when he called and said, I want to go out on the boat on Thursday. So you did have to be on call all the time as a cabin boy with snacks. Yeah. Oh, you had to be ready with snacks. Yeah. But, it paid, very, but it paid very well. Wow. I'm going to say a two-way pager. Oh, Given that, wow. When you're in that income bracket, 2002... Yeah. I think you just want to find a nice person with a boat and work for him. I know. Yeah. Get some boat. Get some boat. Do you guys I've know anybody blown. with a boat? I live a across the street from the boat people. Oh. I live in Marina Del Rey across from those boats, and I haven't dipped my toe into the wealth. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, have you thought about maybe those boats need, you know, personal stand-up comedians? I don't Thinking know. Thinking about just being a boat comic? They're... There is a boat right by Killer Shrimp, this restaurant I frequent because it's across the street. There is a party boat, and they have weddings even on the boat. It's mm-hmm. like a two-story 
not a yacht, but it's like a it's a boat for having events on. And uh, I always thought it would be kind of fun to float around the marina and have a stand-up comedy show on a boat as a gimmicky, like... Sure. That sounds have, great. Let's do it. Like, Ian. If, if you want to do a lighter version of the uh, the boat, the Chris, comedy... Chris, let's do Jordan Jesse go on the boat. I think it would be fun. Do you know what the name of the boat the cruise, is? The, the boat party cruise was so fun. What, what's the name of the boat? Um, I can find out for you. Daniel's Googling right now Marina Del Rey party There's boats. a couple of them, and it, it, Is it and I, I think, think they he, even go to, like, Catalina overnight. Like, you could have it be an overnight thing and have it be— Can we go to Killer Shrimp afterwards? But there's a stage already on it. Then we go to Killer Shrimp. Right. Big bowl of scrimps. <laughs> 17 bucks. Comes yeah. with endless bread. Oh, boy. Max Fun Con. 2018. Yeah. Uh, we're scaling it back. Max FunCon, <laughs> 2018, colon, scaling it back. <laughs> <laughs> Modest expectations. We shrimping. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the obvious thing would be for it to be called Jordan Jesse Boat. Like, right. I think that's, that's, that's A to B. Isn't that what we called when we went on that battleship? We did a show on a battleship once. It, like uh, the Queen Mary, or a battle, actual an battle. actual battleship that was like the it was a docked battleship, like a, like a museum, like a floating yeah. museum in Long Beach or something, right? It so was I think Beach. I'm saying just just so we're not going A to B with Jordan Jesse boat, right? Can we call we can call this boat Jesse Go, right? <laughs> well, I mean, do I have to host the show with the boat? No. I like I like Jordan Jesse boat. You do? Yeah. It's okay. The How yeah, about we yeah, do it off the tongue a little bit better, I Jordan guess. Boat Go. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, while you're hosting the show with the boat, let's go have some margs. That sounds pretty good. But they've got some good margs. <laughs> yeah. I bet they have a marg machine on this boat I'm talking about. I'll get you the info. Yeah. I've been wanting to do stand-up on a, the boat. Do you think it's a Buffett-branded marg machine? Um. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I from a distance. I haven't been right up against the window, even though I do want to get a close look. And there are palm. There is a hamburger wearing flip flops on the side of the margarita machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but it's got but it's got Buffett written all over it. Uh, a flip on a cop pop top. <laughs> uh, we have uh we have a couple days off coming up here on yeah. at midnight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a little uh, couple day trip to New Orleans. Oh, oh that sounds fun. I haven't seen in a while. And I have reservations to ride on a fan boat. It's oh, been yeah. One of my great dreams. I assumed to you ride were going to say a fan boat. I assumed immediately that you were going to say that you had reservations to ride on Harry Anderson. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, just Harry Shearer, <laughs> the other most famous New Aww. Orleans guy. Harry Anderson. Who doesn't play jazz? Of Night Court. Judge the whole fame. time he tells you about how he's in Spinal Tap. We know you were in Spinal Tap. Ugh, just <laughs> shut up and run while I'm on your back. We know about your 1970s radio comedy group, mm-hmm. The Credibility mm-hmm. Gap. Mm hmm. So I got a, I got, I got plans. I like that name. Fan boat ride, haunted pub crawl. Yeah, I'm very excited about both yeah. of these. I think oh, these that's... are going to be two like real slam dunk. Explain dunky. if you would the haunted pub crawl. Well, why don't we do this? If I don't know if it's time for a break yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I should. I'll boot up the website for haunted pub crawl. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll read about that. We'll take some calls. Yeah, we'll fucking have a great next segment. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. That sounds like a plan. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. My name is Patrick. My name is Parker. Max FunCon 
has been a huge inspiration in my life. And now I have this network of friends that I've made that span literally across the entire globe, and they're some of my favorite people in the world. I truly cannot believe the amount of wonderful and lasting friendships that have come out of this. If you feel like you might not fit in, as long as you're a good person, you'll fit in because everyone there is good and amazing and kind and wonderful, and you should absolutely go. It will be the best decision of your life. Make a ton of new friends like Parker and Patrick at Max FunCon. Tickets for Max FunCon and Max FunCon East are on sale now at maxfuncon.com. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chris Fairbanks, adult crime causer. I don't like my name anymore. We do not have an update. We do not have an update on the cost of renting a boat to do Jordan Jesse Go on it with Chris Fairbanks. I know the place. It is members only. You can't even park there. They're not just going to give out that information willy-nilly. you got to join the club. you got to mm-hmm. buy a dinner coat that's white. you got to know Ted Knight. Can I be clear? <laughs> <laughs> Can I be clear with you, Chris? that's white. you got to know Ted Knight. <laughs> we do not have an update on the boat. That is a crushing disappointment. Yeah. I will say this. Battleship guy, if you're listening, we'll come back to the battleship. Sure. That was fun. It just has to be aqueous. The battleship has to be aqueous? Wherever we do this show. Right. It has to be an aquatic show. Right. Yeah. We do it in uh, on Sea-Doo's. Oh, I'd love to do a show on a Sea-Doo. That would be a lot of fun. Everybody's doing it. Probably limited capacity, but we don't draw that much of a crowd. So. Yeah. That's probably pretty good. It was for the best. Yeah. Sea-Doo is just a two-person jet ski type thing, right? I think it's a brand. I think it's, it's a like brand a Q-tip. Of... Everybody's oh, doing associated it. With... Sea-Doo. Yeah. We're coming out of my shell. <laughs> <laughs> Works with every song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's hey, the... hey, listener, try and work that into your conversation this week. <laughs> Just yell at the person you're talking to. How to lose friends and alienate people <laughs> with yeah. Jordan Jesse Go. And then try to explain it with something you heard on a podcast and watch their eyes glaze over. <laughs> Everybody's talking about the hot new podcast, S-Town. But if you want to alienate them, say a thing from Jordan Jesse Go that they don't know about. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm looking at this website where I booked the haunted pub crawl. Uh, not a ton of information. There's a picture of a skeleton playing the piano, uh, and apparently after the tour, if you want to keep drinking, two for one hurricanes at Finnegan's. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, because it's that's the... where you want to go when you go to New Orleans. It's a place called Finnegan's. Yeah, yeah and get yourself a two hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Finnegan's Easy, it's called. Anyway. But I think it'll be a lot of fun. Do you, can, do you think you're going get, to get a chance to meet celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme? I mean, that's the goal. That's the dream of every yeah. person who visits New Orleans. Do you sure. just go to pubs and people tell ghost stories, or are they haunted pubs, or is it a pub crawl and you go to houses that were once haunted? I think, I what I think it is, is it's kind of like a, you know, you, you, you've taken a walking tour or a haunted walking tour before. I think it's that, but you stop at a couple of bars and they explain maybe the history of the bar. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I bet That's they what do I that assume. In or, Austin, I bet they do that. A lot of those buildings are supposedly haunted on 6th Street and there's a bunch of bars. Oh. Of course you get drunk and 
Huh, yeah. I bet, I bet uh, you know, you get a chance to go to the Cocktail Museum. That's in New Orleans. Our old our mm. Max Con friend, Dr. Cocktail, was like the uh, cocktail expert of the Cocktail Museum. That sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds like a good time to me. It's no fan boat. But Let me ask you a question. Then again, what is? A lot of people call it New Orleans. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Zatarain. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. When something momentous happens to you, like you meet a real live piano playing skeleton ghost. We ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN. That's 206-984-4FUN. Put it in your phone, dumbass, for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Hey, Jesse Jordan Guest. This is Claudia from Houston, Texas, and I just got home from Minute Park where I just finished watching the home opener of my Houston Astros for the 20th year in a row. It was a great game. George Springer hit a home run on his first at bat, and the Astros won. Hopefully it will be a great season. Love the show, guys. Have a great week. That's a that's a lot of consecutive years to catch that home opener. Sure, Astro Dome, close to Six Flags Astro World. Yeah, I remember that and from a family trip to Houston as a child. Have they impl- have they exploded the Astrodome yet? They've what? always been uh, flirting with it. Yeah. Wait, is that something that happens in movies? They blow up the Astro? No, no. I mean in real life because they they no longer. Play sports there? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, maybe five, ten years they haven't they haven't played sports there. But huh. I know there was talk they might or might not explode. They couldn't decide what to do with it because it's filled with asbestos. Yeah, exactly. It's completely constructed out of asbestos, which makes it very difficult to light on fire. Mm-hmm. Sure. Admittedly, yeah, it yeah. it achieved its purpose. What about you have to saw it into even pieces, stack it, and shoot it to the moon? Mm-hmm. That's what they did with my old apartment. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what about just turning it into a giant dome to Dave and Buster's? See, now this is the kind of creative idea that, uh, frankly, our government is missing. If the fat cat's in Washington, mm-hmm. thank you. We're coming up with private public partnerships like this one uh, to transform Houston's Astrodome. Into an a, an enormous indoor mm-hmm. Dave and Buster's. Mm-hmm. I think most Dave and Buster's are indoor. I don't think calling it indoor is I'm not setting so, it apart from in the, the other marina. Dave and they Buster's. have a Dave and Buster's out on a boat. Whoa! I wish I just lied, but that, I wish. Oh boy, that'd be great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why is Southern guy coming out a now? Cajun Creole. <laughs> Sorry. You got it. Wait, stop. so Southern I, Guy I, wasn't here when we were talking about the Monster Truck Rally, but he came out when we were talking about a fictional no, aquatic David Buster. I'm thinking of men after you said Zaranatan. You think of Zatarans. You, ha- you haven't. You, y'all haven't played Street Fighter II Turbo until you played it on a boat. <laughs> a pan boat. <laughs> you haven't played a giant version of Cut the Rope or Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ski ball on the waves. (laughs) You guys haven't traded 40,000 tickets for four Tootsie Rolls? (laughs) (laughs) You've done it out on the high seas. I like that guy. He's a fun guy. He's confusing, but I like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's his perspective or premise? <laughs> I don't know. I think he has his own AMC show now, though. <laughs> Comes on after the sun. I can't believe they gave him a CISO show. Honestly. <laughs> this character. I don't have a CISO show. No, everybody's getting a CISO. And that guy has a CISO Gotta show. get a CISO. It's just him playing skee-ball. Hell, I've got a crackle. <sighs> 
I can't even get a CBS Prime ticket or whatever that's called. Yeah, sorry. Well, you got to subscribe to the app even to pitch a show. Really? That's yeah. how they. Yeah, that's how they get more subscribers. Yeah. I was pitching there's a them. pitch a show or submit your own yeah. comedy special. Yeah, there's there's via the app search. You can search for you know keywords or. Mm-hmm. I pitched them a Star Trek procedural set at a space Dave and Buster's. Mm-hmm. They were not buying it. Yeah, that's a little too. <laughs> It's kind of a muddled premise. <laughs> no, it's clear as clear as day. Yeah, no, you're got to right. get those tickets, buddy. Got to get them. How are you going to get those tootsies? Ray Liotta's on board. <laughs> yeah, um, well, yeah, of Liotta's attached. Yeah, he's good in everything. We got Liotta and celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme. <laughs> they'll they'll bring their own oh. certain specific kinds of intensities to the roles. Yeah, and if and if Paul Prudhomme is dead, we're not a hundred percent sure on that. We're going to go ahead and get Doctor John. The Night Tripper. (laughs) This is going to be a great show. Is Paul Prudhomme, is he the, at least the illustration of him looks exactly like Dom DeLuise. Oh, I don't think anyone, anyone who did not spend the years between 1983 and 1992 confused as (laughs) to where Dom DeLuise ended and Paul Prudhomme began. It's just an amazing, seamless transition. Yeah, they both also look a lot like Heathcliff from the cartoon Heathcliff. (laughs) (laughs) So that's another. They all three. Who of those three men is dead? And I realized that Heathcliff is a cat, but I think it's fun to call him a man. Well, Heathcliff's lost at least one or two of his lives, but he's got seven or eight left, okay? Sure, yeah. Um, as far as celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme is gone, uh, is is concerned, uh, Daniel tells me he is deceased. Deceased. And all I, right, all right. Yeah. How about a hand for Paul Prudhomme? Good yeah. life. Good life. Thank you. Good life. Thank you for your life, mm-hmm. your wisdom. Most of all, your when signature you a, seasonings. <laughs> say when you put a whole fish in your mouth but pulled out the skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's Heathcliff. That's, that's yeah, yeah, Heathcliff. Yeah. <laughs> Come well, on. Thank you for all your scenes in Cannonballs Run 1 through. Oh, now hold on. <laughs> now hold on, Chris. You're thinking of Dom DeLuise. Oh, come on. What's wrong with me? The late Dom DeLuise. Okay, okay. Who were you talking about again? I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> Fat Albert, maybe? Dilbert. Dilbert. I was talking about Dilbert. Dilbert. Uh, from the UPN show, though. Mm-hmm. Not from the newspaper funny strips. I don't read those. Sure. I'm talking about Dilbert from the men's rights blog. <laughs> That's my Dilbert. That's my Dilbert. <laughs> Didn't Chris Elliott play Dilbert on TV? Oh, I don't know. I don't know who the voice cast of Dilbert was. I feel like the voice of Dilbert was Chris Elliott, and I also feel like the creator of Dilbert has written many frenzied emails to Chris Elliott trying to get him to sign up for the men's rights movement. <laughs> Once you get Elliott on your side. Daniel, Daniel Stern. Stern. Uh, Daniel Stern. Chris Elliott wasn't involved at all. No, Do we was have he, confirmation? Was There's he no Cat Chris Bert? Elliott. Was he Cat Bert? He, he was, was Dog Bert. Who was Cat Bert? I've been meaning to do this as um, edit together a montage of Daniel Stern taking it in the nuts in every movie he's <laughs> ever been in. There's no, there's, I, even in Breaking Away, I bet I can find a scene where his foot slips off the pedals when they all do the relay. Right. He always, paint can. He, there, and, and he always, the pain is so intense. Upon initial contact with his balls, he will. It's he's in pain, and then it, the pain becomes so intense that he crosses his eyes, and it becomes euphoric, and he actually smiles. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? 
him get hit so oh, hard. Oh, I'm in the familiar balls. with the '90s comedy nut take. Yeah, you got. Oh, it's the best. I guess it's spanning '80s and '90s. That was his go-to. I mean, totally. Nobody. If there was a master's workshop on better. <laughs> no, he was the best. Carly Simon of taking it in the dick. Have <laughs> you ever taken it in the nuts, Chris? Uh, I took a small camera into my urethra for about twenty minutes. Is that? <laughs> no, let's oh, check things out up don't there. Don't get me started about medical. Come on, <laughs> come on, Chrissy. I've I've been able to dodge most kicks to the nuts. Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. I have, however, had so many cameras in every orifice, even a tiny one into my tear duct once. Oh boy, look yeah. out! <laughs> I tried to, but hey, Martha, we got fiber opt- optics in here, <laughs> literally. Okay, right in the eye. Optics. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, you ever taken it in the nuts? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've taken it in the nuts. What baby. was the context? Uh, sex. <laughs> what are we talking about? I had intercourse once. Right. Uh, no, I think as a kid, yeah, I can remember some. I mean, I don't remember specific nut shots, but I remember the feeling of getting a nut shot. I took karate classes for a while. That's a good oh, place yeah. to get a nut shot. That's, that's yeah. one of your best places to get a nut shot. Uh, yeah, your T balls, your AYSO soccers. Yeah. These are I, all places to get it in the nuts. One time skateboarding, I landed, I jumped off something and my board landed straight up. And I landed on it and uh, right on my taint. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. Gee whiz. So neither foot had hit the ground yet. Oh, gee and it, whiz. it hurt so bad. I peed blood, all that stuff. Oh, it was. Oh, uh, my goodness so gracious. That was the worst. It's pretty common. I think skateboarders always get like a ruptured urethra oh, or something. Oh, right. In the Zatarans. We're all doctors. It's fine. <laughs> Those are coming out of their shell. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chris Fairbanks, today's guest. I'm sorry, I bailed. Nah. I don't want bail, to be the crime. You can bail, buddy. I'm not a criminal. Come on. We're chill. Flip flop. <laughs> pop top. Flip flop. Pop top. Slice of pizza wearing sunglasses surfing yeah, on a shark. Sure. A lizard in a hammock. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> a crazy straw? Crazy straw. Flip flop. Pop top. <laughs> I love that. Guy. Can I pitch you, Jordan, real Please. quick? Because we've been. We've been really showing up Madison Avenue lately. Mm-hmm. Boy, and, you sure know, have. one of the big problems with Jordan Jesse Go is you listen to it and you can't, you can't make heads or tails of it. It doesn't make sense. It's incoherent. And um, certainly in the context of podcasts that people sure. like and enjoy. And so, I prefer audio collage. Yeah. And so one of the things that we have been trying to do on Jordan Jesse Go is how do we bring in a new listener? How do we tell them what mm-hmm. this show is so that they'll feel comfortable and be able to listen to the rest of the show? Here's my pitch to you. Jordan Jesse Go, colon. It ain't all nonsense. Some of it's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's I fun, like right? I like that a lot. Five it o'clock ain't all somewhere. nonsense. Some of it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Can colon be spelled out? Yeah. <laughs> Thank sure. you. We could, should we spell it uh, like colon in the body or like Colin Powell? Colin Powell, former mm-hmm. Secretary of Defense. Yeah, Secretary of State? State? He was Secretary of State. Oh, okay. And he was Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, maybe? Hey. Doesn't, you don't have to be crazy to listen to this show, but it helps. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> but it helps. Thanks, Jordan. Oh, but it helps. Arugula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spicy greens. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we've had Chris Fairbanks on the program this week. Chris, what a what a pleasure and a joy it is to see one of our favorite guys in the world. It has been too long, and I'm really happy uh, to see you both. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on acquiring that boat. Oh, you know, you know me in the sea. <laughs> Good. We sure do. She's a stern but yeah. forgiving woman. She's the sea, you're the old man. Yes. And off we go. <laughs> they put this ball gag in. <laughs> okay. Right? Uh, maybe I don't know how to sail. <laughs> that's right. I think that's about right. Yeah. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum, gentlemen. Let's Chris, so you're doing your you're, you're doing your drive around podcast these days, right? Yeah, we've we've started doing. We did one on Monday. Do you need a ride? Uh, we took a little hiatus. Uh, had some family stuff going on, but uh, yeah, you had to make some room for Karen Kilgariff to become the most successful podcaster in the world, right? And without then, you, and watch the numbers on our old podcast double in that time. Holy just cow! Out of associations. So. Well, it's a great podcast. I got I got to keep my hands. Karen's like a bag of money. Yeah, gotta keep my mitts on that day. Oh, that's what I do when I see her. I need her like a cat on a sweater. <laughs> uh, and then I do. I got a. I, I have a little tour coming up that's not totally, uh, but it's like uh, kind of a punk rock uh, band that you like a lot, Jordan. And and uh, I'll I'll let you know about. But that's oh, just boy. a teaser. So you're touring uh, with a punk band from the late '80s or early '90s. Yes. Great. Hopefully, and it's like a festival thing, not comedy separate, not me and music together. Sure. That would be a nightmare. Everyone knows that. And people comedy. would just and in tell that band to shut up. Yeah. So we, I'm not going to say any more than that. But okay. you'd be very excited. Okay. All right. All right. That's coming up. That's coming up. Keep, Can I give... keep an eye on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, my Twitter. Can I give you a tip if this thing comes together? You betcha. I don't. I don't like to. Are you about I don't to... like to toot my own horn, but I know a lot about show business and mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. performances. Mm-hmm. I, I put on a lot sure. of festivals sure. and myself, and I performed in a lot of venues from uh, theaters to battleships. Mm-hmm. People love the song Johnny Be Good. Do that one. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Way down in Louisiana. <laughs> na, 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 na. Everybody's got to get some Zatarats. And they got a little turtle, turtle shell, but it'd be coming out just like a ring and a bell. Ho, ho. Come on, Johnny Guaca. Jeez. <laughs> Daniel Baruella on the board this week. Our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can like us on Facebook where Jordan has shared a picture of himself licking a cat with a giant tongue brush. Video. Yeah, video. It's a full video. It's a full movie. motion. It's FMV. Yeah. Um, you can play that on your Philips CD Interactive sure. or your... Uh, Sega CD Sega system, CD, 3DO, uh, if you have Panasonic a, 3DO. If you have a CD, if you have a CD-ROM a PC, you're going to need 486 or better, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, eight megabytes RAM. Mm-hmm. But if you've got that plus a CD read-only memory drive, you should be good to go. You're going to need VGA. Oh, and it's just so you, the story makes sense. Finish Sewer Shark first. Yeah, <laughs> I want to finish Sewer Shark, and so. You'll know kind of where it is. In a way, you it's can a, enjoy it without it, but there's like little Easter eggs. Is it? A, would you say it's a spiritual sequel to Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective? Yeah, it's in the universe, certainly. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a J. It's like a spinoff story, mm-hmm. like a standalone spinoff story, like uh, uh, like that recent Star Wars film. Exactly. Maximumfun.org is where you can find us on the internet. Uh, sh- talk about the show on Twitter. Hashtag it JJGo. Hey, how about this, Jordan? Mm. If you like the show. 
Why not post a little thing? Hey, one of my favorite podcasts is Jordan Jesse Go. That'd be great. Mm. I think we'd all appreciate that. Is it on iTunes? It's on iTunes. You should probably go on iTunes. Give it a good rating. Give it a rating. Rate it. Review it. It's mm. not all nonsense. Some of it's bullshit. Some of it's bullshit. You don't have to be crazy to listen. But <laughs> as long as Daddy isn't in town, yeah. I'm pointing at myself, calling myself Daddy. Yeah, remember okay. FDIC. The great Chris Fairbanks. <laughs> <laughs> his, his podcast Member FDIC. is Do You Need a Ride? You can catch him on tour with a punk rock band that Jordan liked from the late 1980s or early 1990s. Soon. Soon. In undisclosed <laughs> I've places. Already, I've maybe said too much. No. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Jump up, turn around, and sock somebody.